Now, if you have a later workout, so let's say you're going to work out in the afternoon. So now we're moving to someone that wants to work out maybe say around like, you know, 2, 3, 4 p.m. So between lunch and dinner, let's say, okay? How we would do this would be you're going to fuel on a consistent schedule still. So again, biggest things I work with right out of the gate when I have an athlete is we got to get your schedule consistent, okay? In terms of we're eating, we're not skipping, we're not eating our first meal at 2 p.m., okay? You're going to get up, you're going to have your breakfast, you're going to have your lunch. Now, if you have a snack in the morning, that's fine too. However, this works best for you. But my goal for you would be we have our breakfast, we have our lunch, and then you know if you're going to work out at like 2, 3 p.m., if you need to have a small snack prior to that workout that contains that 15 to 30 grams of carbohydrate in the hour beforehand, do that. And then you would use your dinner as your recovery meal, where we would aim for about 30 grams of carbohydrate and at least 20 to 40 grams of protein in that recovery meal, right? Then we'd, of course, be drinking our fluids as well. Remember, for every one pound lost in sweat, we're rehydrating with 16 to 24 ounces of fluids. So this would be for if you are going to work out in the afternoon. So maybe you have breakfast, you have lunch, maybe you do a snack pre-workout, depending upon if you need that or not. Maybe your lunch was a little later that day, and you could use that as your pre-workout. Hi, welcome to the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tirapelli, a bariatric sports dietitian, and I help post-bariatric clients achieve their fitness goals through better nutrition and addressing the problems that come from typical bariatric and sports nutrition advice that just don't work for an active bariatric lifestyle. Welcome to episode 11 of the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tirapelli. Today, I want to troubleshoot fueling around workouts. I get a lot of questions regarding this as it can be hard to manage fueling when you have to separate food and drink, and maybe you have an early morning workout goal. Maybe you want to get up at you know 6 a.m. and get out the door and start working out. So it can be hard and challenging to know how to fuel be able to eat, drink before that workout, especially when you have short time. So I want to talk about that. I'm going to go through some different scenarios today, early morning training sessions, late night training sessions, also talk about in-workout fueling specifically targeted for my endurance athletes. So let's dive in. So let's begin today with a sample bariatric athlete who is going to lift or run at 6 a.m., so an early morning workout. And maybe in the past, you've just woken up, you've taken your coffee or your pre-workout, and you've headed out the door. You thought, you know what, this is fine. Um, or maybe you've been doing that for a while because you just didn't think maybe that you could find something that you would be able to tolerate pre-workout. So you've just relied on those fluids. Um, and of course, that caffeine gives us a little bit of a jolt. So we get to the workout, we're feeling okay. Um, but I really want to talk today about getting in that pre-workout fuel that includes carbohydrates. Okay, Carbohydrates, as you know, are what fuel your muscles during exercise. Throughout your day and after workouts, it's really critical to include carbs to enhance and balance out that plate with your protein, okay, especially as your increase or your exercise increases over time from when you had your surgery. So as a reminder, carbohydrate-rich foods that bariatric athletes can include um, will be your whole grains or your complex carbohydrates like quinoa, brown rice, potatoes, oats, also your fruits, vegetables, beans, dairy, and soy products. So those are going to all be those carbohydrate-rich foods that we want to make sure we're incorporating in our meals after we've eaten our protein food. 
And I just want to also take a moment here to talk about pre-workout drinks because I did get that question this week. I had a, you know, hey, ask me anything in my stories on Instagram. And one of the questions was, hey, what's the best pre-workout drink I should have? And I'm going to be very transparent and honest with you. Um, I'm not a big fan of pre-workout drinks. Um, and the reason is, is I feel like they're just a Band-Aid. My goal when I'm working with my bariatric athletes is to teach you how to fuel. Um, When we fuel properly, it's not only going to help you to feel better throughout your day, but also as you increase your exercise over time and you have new fitness and training goals, a a pre-workout drink is going to not be, you know, the optimal strategy that we're going to use, okay? Caffeine intake is an ergo, you know, caffeine is an ergogenic aid. It can be used in conjunction with eating, um, but it shouldn't be your one and only strategy. I'll also just mention that a lot of pre-workout drinks, because the supplement industry is mainly, you know, unregulated, um, oftentimes these pre-workout drinks can contain other things in there that you don't even know. Okay. They can have very high levels of, of caffeine or other stimulants in there. They can have very low levels. Um, they can have other things added in there. Um, my recommendation to you is is again, we want to focus on eating properly pre-workout and not relying on just a pre-workout drink to kind of be that Band-Aid, okay? And I'll just also mention, as I've talked about supplements in other episodes, um, whenever you're working with a supplement, guys, first of all, number one is always we want to make sure we're eating properly. Supplements don't even come into the discussion until we are fueling properly, we're drinking our fluids, we're getting good sleep, we're taking our bariatric vitamins and minerals, okay? We don't even dive into that um, until we've nailed those things first, okay? But I just want to also mention that making sure that you know you're looking at products that have that NSF certification. NSF certification, it's a blue circle NSF written in white. Um, this means that that product has been third-party tested for purity and potency. Um, you know, so it exactly what it says on the label is what you're getting. Um, so you want to always just be careful with supplements and make sure that if you are going to select something that it has that NSF certification. Okay, so I just want to talk about that and get that out of the way today because I do get that question about pre-workouts. I'm not a fan. I would prefer that you actually have a real fueling strategy in place. So let's talk about that timing. Get back to our sample athlete that we started today with. So if you want to work out at, let's just say, 6 a.m. is your workout time, ideally, it would be best to try to wake up about an hour beforehand. Now, I know some of you are like, oh my gosh, are you serious, Kim? Like, I can barely, you know, I'm rolling out at 545. Believe me, I've been there. I do that too sometimes. Um, You know, life happens. But Ideally, if you really are trying to achieve your fitness goals and you are doing this working out consistently, we want to make sure that we're coming into the workout fueled properly. And if you give yourself about an hour ahead of time, you can get in something to eat and still have that 30-minute window to then begin your, uh, your drinking during the workout. Okay, so we can still have that 30 minute bumper time. So I covered in episodes two and three of my podcast, both pre-workout nutrition as well as recovery nutrition. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I'd highly recommend you go back and listen to that because I get into a lot of the nitty gritty on grams of you know carbohydrates, proteins, electrolytes, the amount of fluid you should recover with. Dive into those two episodes and then come back to this one because I think you'll have a little bit more background information. Um, but just to recap, the goal pre-workout is to include 15 to 30 grams of carbohydrate in that hour 
before your workout begins. Now, for someone that hasn't had bariatric surgery, you'll see out there the grams of carbohydrate pre-workout is going to be much higher. But for bariatric athletes, because we don't tolerate uh, you know, as much concentrated carbohydrate at one time, the, the recommendation is going to be a little bit less. So just so you understand the difference there. But that 15 to 30 grams of carbohydrate in the hour pre-workout will give you a nice little, you know, basically a carbohydrate package that your muscles can draw upon besides those muscle glycogen stores where basically we have stored carbohydrate in our muscles that your, your body will use also during your exercise. So for example, if you wake up at 5 a.m., you could go down, you could grab a Greek yogurt, for example. That's going to give you about 20 grams of carbohydrate, about 12 to 15 grams of protein. You could do one whole grain slice of toast, which is 15 grams of carbohydrate with maybe a little bit of peanut butter. You could even add a half uh, of a banana onto that if you wanted to, whether it's on the slice, you know, sliced on top or you ate it separately. Or if you don't think you'd be able to tolerate both the half piece or the half banana and the toast, you could just do the banana by itself. Um, a half cup of overnight oats that contain both protein and fruit. Or if you need something smaller to start because you're a little concerned about, you know, just jumping out of the gate and incorporating, you know, something to eat, you could start with smaller things like an applesauce pouch, handful of dry cereal or pretzels, uh, granola, a fig bar, graham crackers, um, and then you would wait your 30 minutes before beginning to sip throughout your workout. So those would give you some ideas as what you could have in that hour before your workout that's going to give you a good blast of carbohydrate. And I always just remind folks, practicing this is key, okay? you As you practice eating pre-workout, number one, you're going to get used to it, okay? And I'm totally fine if you're like, look, Kim, I, I don't eat anything right now. I'm not going to be able to just jump in and, and eat a, you know, whole Greek yogurt right now. That's totally fine. Let's start with where you are. Let's start slowly and build that up over time. The more that you practice this, the easier it is going to get and your body will tolerate it. Okay. You just got to practice it though. We've got to figure out what we're, foods work best for you. Every bariatric athlete is different. Um, every single one of you, maybe, you know, depending upon your type of surgery, when you've had it, how far out you are, um, and what you can tolerate. It's all different. So we have to figure these things out as we go. And so again, there's a lot of trial and error in this. Now, like I said, if these foods sound like way too much and you just want to start small and do like some liquids, let me give you some options there that'll give you some carbohydrates. So G2 is a nice option. It, it does give you some electrolytes and it does give you about seven grams or so of carbohydrates. So again, that'd be better than nothing. Um, another product that I really like too is the UCAN Energy Powder. Um, and this is spelled U-C-A-N. Um, UCAN is basically a, pro a product out there that uses a cornstarch that provides a more slow-released carbohydrate source for your muscles to draw upon. So it's very well tolerated that I have found anyways with my bariatric athletes, especially my endurance athletes. Um, but the UCAN Energy Powder is, um, you would take it about 30 to 45 minutes before the workout began, and that's one scoop mixed with water, and that provides you 90 calories and 21 grams of carbohydrate, and it does include electrolytes as well. Another idea for someone that doesn't want to eat something, you could do half of your uh, more balanced uh, protein drink. So for example, the Fairlife Core Power Performance Protein Shake, one full bottle is 240 calories, 28 grams of carbohydrate, and 26 grams of protein. So for those of you that are like, look, Kim, I can't have a lot, maybe you could do half of the shake pre-workout and save the rest for afterwards. So that would be another option of how to get started. Now, if you have a later workout, so let's say you're going to work out in the afternoon. So now we're moving to someone that wants to work out maybe say around like, you know, 2, 3, 4 p.m. So bef between lunch and dinner, let's say, okay? How we would do this would 
be you're going to fuel on a consistent schedule still. So again, biggest things I work with right out of the gate when I have an athlete is we got to get your schedule consistent. Okay. In terms of we're eating, we're not skipping, we're not eating our first meal at 2 PM. Okay. You're going to get up, you're going to have your breakfast, you're going to have your lunch. Now, if you have a snack in the morning, that's fine too. However, this works best for you. But my goal for you would be, we have our breakfast, we have our lunch. And then, you know, if you're going to work out at like 2, 3 PM, if you need to have a small snack prior to that workout that contains that 15 to 30 grams of carbohydrate in the hour beforehand, do that. And then you would use your dinner as your recovery meal, where we would aim for about 30 grams of carbohydrate and at least 20 to 40 grams of protein in that recovery meal, right? Then we'd, of course, be drinking our fluids as well. Remember, for every one pound lost in sweat, we're rehydrating with 16 to 24 ounces of fluids. So this would be for if you are going to work out in the afternoon. So maybe you have breakfast, you have lunch, maybe you do a snack pre-workout, depending upon if you need that or not. Maybe your lunch was a little later that day, and you could use that as your pre-workout. Then one more option would be if you work out late at night. So for my folks that are, you know, they uh, maybe the best time for them to work out is after they get their kids to sleep and they go to the gym at nighttime after dinner. Then again, same idea. You would be focused on your consistent fueling strategy where we have our breakfast, we have our lunch, maybe we have a snack sometime um, between lunch and dinner. If no snacks are needed, that's fine. Then you would have your dinner. Now, depending upon how you know, much time is going to be before your workout. For some folks, they may have to have a smaller dinner because they can't tolerate a heavier meal pre-workout. And that's totally fine. What I've had some athletes do is they eat half their dinner pre-workout and they save it the rest for after the um, their workout, they eat the rest. Another option would be to have a smaller dinner. And then after your workout, you're having, again, something with carbs and protein. Uh, that a Greek yogurt so easy. Um, you could do a protein shake where you have that uh, carbohydrate added, or you just do like the core power that has the protein and the carbohydrates. So that would be an option as well. So again, the main things I want you to think about is we're thinking through when can I eat? I want to try to get something within that hour pre-workout that has carbohydrates. And then of course, after the workout, we are refueling within that first hour after the workout, we're getting in carbs and protein. And if that means having a snack, fine. If that means you're having a meal, because that's the time of day it is where your meal is coming up next, do that. Okay. Now, I want to talk also today, and I haven't really touched on this in any of my previous episodes, but I do have a lot of endurance bariatric athletes out there. So I want to talk about in-workout in, in fueling, especially for my athletes out there that are maybe doing running or cycling events where they're out there for longer than an hour. So I want to start off by saying if you are exercising for less than an hour, you can just rely on water during your workout. So for those of you that are just going to the gym um, and having, you know, maybe an hour or less workout, or you're just going for a walk outside, it's a lower intense uh, workout, you know, a session, you can just rely on, on water. That's fine. Now, if you don't tolerate plain water um, and you'd like to add some flavor or electrolytes, because for example, maybe you're a salty sweater and you just want to have those added electrolytes, but you're not focused in on, you know, needing a ton of extra carbs because the workout is, is shorter. Um, some products that I like that um, a lot of my bariatric athletes have tried, the You Can Hydrate Packet. Those are nice. Uh, the Scratch Labs Clear Hydration Mix um, adds just a hint of flavor. It's very minimal. Um, and the Huma Hydration Low Calorie Drink Mix will give you, again, electrolytes. And these all have a very low amount of calories and carbohydrate. Again, this is for someone that's just working out an hour or less um, where you don't need those additional carbohydrates during the workout. Okay. Now, 
For my endurance athletes, though, um, for exercise longer than 60 minutes, so maybe you're starting to train for a 10K a half for a full marathon or you're cycling longer, this is where we will be looking to fuel with 30 to 60 grams of carbohydrate per hour of exercise, okay? Now, if you are doing even greater endurance events that are longer than two and a half hours, carbohydrate intake of up to 90 grams per hour is even more beneficial. However, that may not be realistic for a bariatric athlete. But I at least wanted you to hear the numbers so that you know what it is. Um, And remember, what I always do with my folks is, or with my clients is, these are the, we know the kind of the goals, the ranges that are out there that are dictated by sports nutrition research. As a bariatric athlete, you and I need to work together to figure out what works best for you. Okay. And that might mean a lower threshold for carbohydrates, and that's okay. We have to figure out what can fuel you to complete your routine, your exercise session, whatever it might be. And everyone's going to be different. We have those goals to aim for. We're going to work on that. We'll see how much you can tolerate and um, what foods you tolerate best. So another tip that I do give to my endurance athletes is because, again, with bariatric surgery, um, oftentimes we don't tolerate those sports nutrition products that are real concentrated in sugar. Or if you do, you may not be able to tolerate the whole thing at one time. So a lot of my bariatric athletes that have done some endurance events um, have done well with about 10 to 15 grams of carbohydrate about every 30 minutes, maybe even every 20 to 30 minutes, depending upon how much you can tolerate. Um, And then I've had athletes that are able to do the full 30 grams. Again, it just depends on which surgery you have how far out you are. So again, you may do best to consume about 10 to 15 uh, grams of carbohydrate at every uh, fueling um, time, which is about every 30 minutes. Um, We just have to figure that out based on what you tolerate and what type of activity you're doing. So just for reference, most gels and goos out there, um, or even like sports drinks, those carbohydrate electrolyte beverages will provide you with about 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrate per serving. So that just gives you perspective. So if you're like, okay, she said I have to have 30 to 60 grams in an hour if I'm going to be exercising for an hour or longer. Um, and these products are giving me about 20 to 30. So really on average, you should be having about one, one and a half or so per hour. Um, and that'll get you in that range so that you know you're providing your muscles with that carbohydrate source. And I always do tell folks, if you know that you're going to be out there longer than an hour, we need to start the fueling then right out of the gate, okay? So whether that means we're going to begin before the workout starts with a gel or a goo that I'm going to talk about right now or starting with some, obviously, something to eat, um, or we we first take our first product within that first 15 to 20 minutes of our exercise, because I want you to think of it, you're you're basically giving your muscles an energy source in knowing that you're going to need them, right? We don't want to wait until we're already drained, where we've hit the wall already and then go, oh gosh, now I need to, I need to get back on my, you know, carbohydrate intake. You want to start out of the gate, guys, for my endurance athletes, getting that carbohydrate in right at the beginning. Okay. So this is going to be the same in your training sessions. I really want you to practice this during training. So as you are starting to increase your mileage, your um, time out there, whether it's like I said, running, cycling, um, whatever that event might be, we want to practice these strategies during your training sessions so that we know how much you can tolerate, what timing we need to uh, focus in on. Okay. Um, do you, t- you know, are you going to eat more gels and goos versus solid food where we have to separate that from liquids? We have to figure that all out. And this is the time to do it during the training. Okay. So some bariatric athletes do tolerate these gels and goos, and I'm going to give you some particular brands that, like I said, have been well tolerated. I'll just say right now, I am not endorsed by, or, you know, I don't 
get money or a commission from these companies. Um, I truly just believe in these products because they've worked well for my clients. And so that is why I'm sharing them with you. So the first one is the Huma Energy Gel. Um, these gel packets are 100 calories and 22 grams of carbohydrate. They have electrolytes. They're made from powdered chia seeds and real fruit purees. Um, and they also have cane sugar in there. Um, and so I, I have found that they're very well tolerated by bariatric athletes. The goal would be to take one packet 15 minutes prior to the start of your workout and then one packet every 30 to 45 minutes during your exercise longer than an hour. And then as a reminder, you'd always consume with water to dilute. Okay. Uh, another product would be the You Can Edge Gel. These are 70 calories, 19 grams of carbohydrate, and they contain electrolytes as well. You would take that one pouch 30 minutes before exercise and then one pouch every 60 minutes. And why do I only need one pouch every 60? Remember that, again, because UCAN uses that cornstarch, it provides you with a more slow-released, sustainable carbohydrate energy source for your muscles. And so you don't have to keep taking more and more carbohydrates. So again, this would be a trial and error. We'd have to see if that one gel is sufficient for you or do you need, you know, one and a half in an hour. We'd have to see how that works for you. Another product by UCAN, again, I mentioned it earlier, the UCAN Energy Powder mixed with water, again, 90 calories, 21 grams of carbohydrate uh, per scoop. And you would take one serving 30 to 45 minutes pre-workout and then one serving every 60 to 90 minutes um, of exercise. And basically what that is, is that'd be in your liquid. You would have that scoop mixed in, you'd car carry that with you, and then you'd be sipping on that uh, throughout the run or cycling. Now, if you cannot tol tolerate gels and goos, you could just try, you know, carbohydrate electrolyte fluids like uh, sports drinks, of course. You could try whole foods, some that have worked well, applesauce pouches, dry cereal, pretzels, uh, graham crackers. I've had uh, dried fruit or fruit snacks on the run or cycling that have worked well. I even had someone use a banana on their cycling um, event. We can figure out something that will work for you. Again, this is all trial and error. We have to figure out what works best for you. So that's, those are some strategies for in fueling, um, in, in training fueling, especially for my endurance athletes. So I'll just summarize by saying, remember, if it's an hour or less, you can just stick with water. That's sufficient. Okay. If you're, if you're exercising right now, it's typically an hour or less. Water is going to be fine as long as you're eating properly before and after your workouts and throughout the day and we're not skipping. Okay. Now, um, if we get into higher temperatures and the heat, uh, you know, if you are cramping, you're a salty sweater, you've got other issues, then we might look at, you know, is it beneficial to add something during your workouts to enhance your workout? Okay. You can certainly add those electrolyte uh, options that I mentioned. If you do um, need some additional electrolytes because you're a heavy sweater, that's fine too. And then again, if you're exercising longer than 60 minutes, that in training fueling that I just talked about and those options might be something to take a look into. Okay. Remember, every person's different. Your strategy is going to be different from someone else, depending upon how far out you are from surgery and which type of surgery you had, what type of activity you're doing for how long. And of course, what are your goals, right? And I always just remind you, working with a registered dietitian, um, for example, me, um, I can help you, um, you know, just really develop a strategy that's going to save you time and uh, energy <laughs> um, and GI distress from not really knowing and then having a lot of, you know, unfortunate things happen. I can help you with that and I'm happy to do it. Okay. So reach out anytime. Even if you just have a question, just DM me anytime. You're like, hey, Kim, what do you think of this product? Please let me know. I'm happy to answer those questions for you. But working with a dietitian is helpful, guys, just because, again, it saves you time and energy and gives you a plan. Um, and then I always just remind you, always practice your in uh, your your fueling for training 
during practice, right? During your training sessions, because you never want to try anything new on race day. Never try anything new on race day. We don't go, oh my gosh, I want to, you know, try this new product that's going to be out at, you know, mile markers two, four, six, and eight. The key will be is going onto the website, you guys, you can look on the websites of different races and figure out what they are providing at their fueling stations. And you either have your own fuel that you're going to use, or if you like that type of drink or you want to try it, then again, you want to practice that during your training rather than just showing up on race day and going, oh, they have, you know, chocolate goose. I think I'm going to give this a shot. No, we don't ever do that. Always, always practice ahead of time. So that is, uh, today was a shorty episode. That kind of closes out today's episode. But I just wanted to thank you. Um, today is December 31st of uh, 2022. I want to wish each and every single one of you a very happy new year, a happy 2023. You know, my last day at my full-time job was um, January 28th of 2022. And I walked out the door and um, I, I took that leap into entrepreneurship um, and wanted to open this active bariatric nutrition. Um, and, I, and I did so in March of 2022. And I, I have to just say that this last year has been such a joy. Um, I have learned so much. I can honestly tell you that as a dietitian, we don't get a lot of business and marketing strategy in schooling to become a dietitian. We're mostly focused on the science, uh, you know, for nutrition. And so this year I have learned so much about that. Um, you know, whether it's been different marketing strategies I've tried or starting this podcast, I've never done a podcast before. Um, but I've just learned so much and I just so appreciate you trusting me with your time, listening to this podcast. Um, we're up to 11 episodes so far, and I'm, my goal for 2023 is to continue to build this pod podcast, bringing on people from the bariatric community, uh, other experts in fields, because I want to really make sure we are getting the best information out there for our active bariatric clients, okay, our, our active bariatric community. Um, I don't think there's enough information out there. I think everyone kind of focuses on that pre-surgery, uh, getting the surgery, you know, going through that initial weight loss phase, and then it's kind of just like, all right, good luck. And I found personally when I worked in my position, um, you know, at a surgical center, I just got so many questions on hey, I don't know how to eat now that I'm starting to lift. Um, am I supposed to be incorporating carbs? Like they told me I'm not supposed to do that. And I just found that this was such a particular you know, niche, so to speak, that there was just no information. Even from like the surgical centers, it was just minimal information on, on what to eat for workouts. And I knew that with my experience in sports nutrition and bariatrics these last 16 years, um, that not only are those my passion areas, but I knew that this was an area that really needed some, you know, spotlighting and some information. So my goal for 2023 is to really grow the active bariatric nutrition community, to build relationships with you. Um, and I've gotten to meet so many of you thus far virtually. And I'm really hoping that sometime in 2023, we'll all be at some conferences together and we can see each other in person and give hugs because that's the kind of person I am. I'm totally in your personal space type of person. Um, but I just, I so much look forward to walking alongside of you on your journey because there is nothing that makes me more excited and happy than to wake up every single day and know that I get to work with folks that are changing their lives. They're implementing new exercise and, and nutrition goals. And um, if I get to be a small part of that, 
gosh, then I am so, so glad that I opened up Active Bariatric Nutrition. So again, I wish you the best into 2023. I hope we get to know each other more. Thank you so much for tuning in every week um, to my podcast. We'll keep this going each week. Um, and just again, as a reminder, you can you can watch the podcast um, on my YouTube channel if you want to watch the full video of it. Um, you can follow me on my uh, social media accounts, Active Bariatric on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok and in Facebook. And if you have a goal of, you know, you have a really exciting fitness goal you would like to achieve here in 2023 and you just aren't really sure how to fix your nutrition to optimize those goals, please reach out. I would be so happy to help you and uh, get to know you better. Um, you can go to my website, www.activebariatricnutrition.com and schedule a discovery call so we can learn more about each other and um, see if we can uh, get those goals achieved in 2023. So again, have a happy and safe new year. Let's crush 2023 together. And uh, I'll talk to you again next week. Take care.